We are back for another Side Draft Podcast. Catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Clearly you have found us. Wherever you want to We're find, like Discover, wherever where you want to be. Wherever you want to hear Big Moose and I talking <laughs> about uh, exhaust pipes and uh, That's a scary thought. big tires and paint schemes. Hey, where are your place? Um, so Fontana. A Last race, race at Auto Club. Oh, my gosh. I, the big Auto Club. Go to the little Auto Club. Denny Hamlin on his podcast said he's questioning whether NASCAR is ever going to return to Southern California. To which I said, I thought, are they are they not are they not racing there? Are they is it just a hey, we'll see what it looks like sort of a situation, or are they committed to running? Well, that's, that's been the big topic of conversation. They're planning on making this point something mild track, this short track race track. Is, a ha- is it a half mile or is it a? I think it's like point six. Okay. It's just over a half mile, something like that. Just bring them to five flags. But the thing is, the thing is, okay. you look at these small racetracks. You look at Martinsville. You look at Bristol. The size of the property that those racetracks are on is bigger than what is left after the sale at Auto Club Speedway. So now the question is, the mini auto club, the little auto club, the junior auto club, whatever you want to call it, you're still going to bring in what is expected to be a 45,000-seat arena, which is a small D1, big D2 college yeah, football stadium. Yeah. Where are you going to park these people? Because you just sold off all this property, which, don't get me wrong, you'd be... I, I wouldn't say no, $557 million. You dangle that in front of me to sell off a strip of concrete and some grass. Yes, sir. They're not parking <laughs> Where people. do I sign? Come on out and drive in the race. But they're putting up warehouses. You know what would be They're really- putting up Southern California warehouses. I don't know. May, maybe they the, these places or whoever owns the property, they, they then charge the people. I have no idea. But you, they're putting up warehouses. Well, yeah, but you, you park to get into the warehouse. It's somewhere. You empty out the parking lot and you... Have you never been to a out. storage facility? No, I have been, but... You know how much room is in between those storage facilities? It can't, it can't all be storage facilities like that. There's got to be at least some part of that where they park out to the side. Or it's going to be a long walk and they do trolleys. It's got to be. Of course, it's Southern California. Jeez. I don't know. It's a weird, not not to say the direction of, and we've, I think, talked about this before. But Is this what we're trading? We are trading Auto Club for the Coliseum. See, I think the Coliseum was a little bit of a joke, though, this year. It was cool the first time it happened, and then it turned into just a wreck fest. And it's well, not that's because it was under the lights and the track changed and they didn't have. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's what they tell you. But everybody <laughs> and their mother was running through everybody. I need to pass. Well, there's I can't go. There there's no grip. Th- there is one line and one line only. And the I'm not stadium passing lights you. were different than what you normally have at a night track. Yeah. <laughs> they need to take it. to. I don't know. I, I just think that this is a big year for those short tracks. In terms of the performance of the car, more, I guess, than the short tracks themselves. Which has been another big topic of discussion. It's ridiculous. We're getting rid of a two-mile track for another short track. You never see that. Well, and I'm, I I remember, though, two years ago, I think it was, or three years ago, 
People said, well, NASCAR needs to get rid of the cookie cutter. That was, all, that was always the conversation. They need to get rid of the intermediate cookie cutter tracks because they're all the exact same. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, Atlanta. Of course, Atlanta with the new repaving is fine. But you get Fontana and Michigan. Same sort of thing. Chicago Lane, Kansas. Same exact tracks. Yep. Not good racing. You flip to this generation's car where the... We fixed one problem and replaced it with another. Yes, where the short track racing, which was amazing, is now a problem. And it's hard. You cannot pass. And then in the intermediate tracks, it's great. You've got five wide racing. I mean, that, that was so much fun. Of course, it always is, though, watching the restarts at Fontana. But Not I that mean, you look for it, but the biggest wreck in the history of Auto Club yeah. Speedway. You don't look for the big one at Auto Club. Yeah, not not to mention either. It was coming to a restart. Yeah. Which is kind of funky. But <laughs> but I think to to that point, it's... It'll be interesting to see how things really go because it seems like we're getting a lot more road course and short track push than we are intermediate track push. Now, though, I think that if we go through another season of short track problems, I mean, Rockingham is not a short track. It's like a, what was it, a mile? It was a lot like Dover, I think, more than anything else. Dover would be a good comparison. just over a mile, right? 1.33 or something? Yeah. It, it, it reminded me of Dover, though, j- just because the the way the track is, the higher bankings, it's not like Darlington where it's stretched stretched out. Um, I, you know, a track like that is one point one miles. Yeah, I think that's an intriguing track to go to because it, it's a lot like Dover. We don't have too many tracks like Dover. Like Dover is very unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, R- Rockingham is too. I mean, well, yeah, you look at Dover. I mean. I don't. I don't. Some some high banks there at Dover. I mean, you're you're carrying yeah. some speed through the turns. Yeah. And, and then it and then it levels off quick. You come off that turn, you're going like 175, 180 on, along the stretch, mm-hmm. along the front and back stretch. It's a fast mile. The monster mile. Yeah. The trophy's also like 80 pounds. Oh, it's yeah. It's a monster trophy. <laughs> but I think that Rockingham. I don't. I, and I can't remember if the races were good there last year. Or the race was good there last year, but I think in the end, not to say that you want to get too repetitive, but would you rather have a diversification of the field in terms of the schedule, or would you rather have not 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 to say you pick like eight tracks and that those are your best ones and you rotate them, but you you have you figure out what the car performs best on, and that determines your schedule and how many races you run. So. Short tracks, for example. This car is not as good on short tracks. So instead of doing two races at Bristol, well, I guess they're two separate ones, but instead of doing two Martinsville races, you do one at Martinsville, and then you go to another track to do, you know, something else. And, of course, that all has got to be worked out well ahead of time. But I I think based on how the car performs, you need to have more inclusion of intermediate tracks. I would rather see the same track on the schedule two, three, even four times. If, if, it, if it's meant, good if racing? It meant for good racing. Okay. Rather than sit there and watch a complete four-hour snooze fest because that was it, kind of where either, I was going. it's yeah. either a wreck fest or you can't pass or there's just nothing going on. Single file racing for 397 laps and then all of a sudden something happens and it takes 45 minutes to run the last three laps i.e. the Coliseum, or right. or any of these other... I mean, it's turned into that at some of these other tracks. Yeah, I understand that it's 
it would be detrimental to some of these markets to lose some races. And I understand it wouldn't be fair to some of these other markets to get, you know, two, three, and four races. But for the brand that is NASCAR and just the overall, hey, you need to watch this race because it is a for good the race. the average fan who doesn't go to a NASCAR race, yeah, I would rather watch a good race on TV than waste four hours of my Sunday afternoon watching a complete boring race. Where you might as well tune into the last... 50 laps because they've been judged just I like got, the other 250. I got grass I can mow. I got weeds I can pull. I got a million and other things you can listen. on my honey-do list that Aaron would be ecstatic I got done rather than sitting my butt on the couch, watching cars, turn left, go in circles, doing absolutely nothing. Which is crazy because... In you, and that's coming from a NASCAR fan. I, I was going to say that because that that's the description that a lot of non-NASCAR fans say is all they do is drive around in circles, all oh, is turn left. For you to say that, that's where... Not that it's gotten to the point where you're you know, not going to watch if it's like that, but but it, it, it gets to the point where it's like, why am I watching this when nothing's really happened like that? Ooh, look, there's an XFL football game on. Ooh, let's see what the USFL is doing. Even when you we know, go to even when we go to the playoffs, you have Martinsville. If that race is not very fun in this spring, it's like, all right, well, what the heck do we expect? I mean, it's a playoff race, but maybe maybe I'll just I'll watch the football game on Sunday and I'll I'll, I'll change back and forth every now and then to the NASCAR race just to keep tabs on. I got everything. a smart TV. It's still got to have that picture in picture feature, right? I can put the NASCAR race in the little small box down in the bottom left corner. You better be careful because when they go to a side by side, you're not going to be able to see anything. <laughs> Yet again, another uh, topic of conversation is the commercials, but that is never going to change. No, as long as they're in charge, they, and, they got a debt to pay. They gotta, they gotta pay for their rights. They, they gotta, they gotta get those commercials in. Well, and something that came up this week was the commentary. Yeah, it wasn't just uh, AJ Allmendinger gets turned around and Clint Boyer. Oh, AJ Allmendinger. Caution. <laughs> and, and it looked like too. It was weird. There was another moment where. On a restart, they were going four wide for, like, fourth or fifth place. Mm-hmm. And Clint Boyer's like, oh, look at this. They're going four wide. And then they cut to the to Kyle Busch taking the lead from Eric, from Michael McDowell. And he goes, what? Like, you hear him in the broadcast go, what? As soon as the broadcast cut away, like, what are we doing? Like, we just missed. Like, we, we're not talking about this anymore. <laughs> like, But I think. Well, I think that was that was also a big topic of discussion amongst fans yeah. in, in recent years. Just the commentary, you know. The, well, not not that, but where, what's going on on the track? And I think NBC came under fire for this. Maybe it was last season. You know, this is what's going on on the track, but this is what they're so focused on because, not to sound political, but this is the agenda they want to push. Oh yeah, this is the driver they want to push. The this playoff is the driver they yeah, want to yeah. follow. One hundred percent. You've got some great racing going on back here, a little bit further in the pack. But because they're not a top 10 driver, because it's not happening at the front of the field, yep. you're not going to see it happening. Yep. And and I think you saw that this weekend where where Clint mm-hmm. actually said that on, on a hot microphone. I, I wonder, and I don't know. I think you've got to wonder what the conversations are after the race. Post-production, you know right. they're having that on Monday and Tuesday. It's like, all right, here's here's how the broadcast went. Here's what we did well, and here's what can improve. Clint, don't you ever do that again because it makes us as Fox Sports look bad. I think that I'm glad he called him out, though, because I think F1 does a very good job at 
giving you the field picture. Absolutely. Probably because of course you also don't have 40 cars on the track. And you don't have them all side by side. It's a road course and you've got Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen is 13 seconds ahead of everybody else. Okay, let's let's go back in the field and let, let's talk about some of the, but but you find other storylines and you're not trying to fit, you know, 30% of the race. Yeah. In in uh, <laughs> and in a way they have to because they have no commercials. So it that, makes that's it, what I'm saying. It you're, you're not missing thirty percent of the race because of commercials. I like though that they do that too because it, it creates storylines. It also makes you feel like like and the safety car in F1 even. Yeah, I mean you think about it, their caution periods are so much shorter than what we have in NASCAR. They make sure as soon as you're able and, and people come in and pit too. It's not like it's safety car and they just run around like they are. They're pitting. They're there are so out. many times where I know you've seen this going to the race and then watch on TV. It's like we have a we have a caution flag. There's the crash, and then what in the world are they doing? Oh man, it's like six or seven laps at least of We're caution. We're just running, oh, and yeah. you you see you see you know emergency personnel on track just driving around. It's like there's there's been drivers who have said, "Can we get going?" Like 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 in. In F one, you get that too. It's, it's the same. Even them, it's like, hey, can we, uh, can you get the pace car to speed up a little bit? You know, can yeah. you, can we get this going? Uh, it, it's interesting, and and people are with with Denny Hamlin, I and mean, there's more vote, there's more vocal support and changes. And I understand you got an agenda, but I think to that same light, nobody wants to hear you talk about. And, and I think it got a little like dragged out the whole Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain thing last year. It was very irritating. I think it got to the point where. Whenever they were close to each other, oh, hey, look, it's Ross Chastain and Denny. It's like, guys, they haven't wrecked each other at all in like eight weeks. It's fine. If they get together, you bring it up again. But as long, it, it doesn't matter. That, and here is the dead horse. You don't need to do it, all right? You you can bring it up if they, have a, if they do wreck each other, then it comes back up again. Totally random thought, but I would love to see NASCAR kind of do what F1 does and give, give the pace car driver a stock car. Give them one of the freaking race cars. Throw some lights on it, and on that last lap, if we're at a if we're at a track where you can do this, where you have some speed, like Auto Club, go ahead and pick up that pace lap. Don't don't hold them to fifty five miles an hour and have that stupid restart zone. You know, by the time you're going into turn three, you're at full song. <laughs> you can't you can't pass pass the pace car, but as soon as that pace car is down below the yellow line. Like the Indy 500. Exactly. That, that pace car pulls off in turn three, and those guys are already taken off. And they're rolling. Man, I, I you know. Get rid I, of the Geico cool. restart zone. Like I said, I know. I apologize. That was completely random. That was on me. But you were just talking about the safety car. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's get a pace car in NASCAR that does that. Communication's good. Hey, safety car's in this lab. Okay. You can talk to all the NASCAR drivers on the NASCAR channel. They do it. Listen to your drivers. You know, listen to your stars. Whether it be Chase Elliott, whether it be Denny Hamlin, whether it be Kyle Busch. Speaking of Kyle Busch, he gets another win. Well, not, I, I say another like he's won back-to-back. He could do it back-to-back because that car looked really, really, really good. Car looked really good. Well, and the scheme so looked good. The car was performing good. Here, here's it, it, it the thing. Sense. Here's the thing. And, and you know, this has been – he had a rough rough time at Daytona, no no doubt. But you go back to the Coliseum, you know, podium finish at the Coliseum. And then 
had a great showing at Daytona. Yeah, he was running great. An unfortunate circumstance in overtime at Daytona. But then to come back, and, and you hear all the stuff you know afterwards where you know, the crew and the team and everybody, they weren't racing go-karts on Saturday night. You know, it's this is just some old school NASCAR family. It's what the guys needed. It's what Kyle <laughs> needed. And then the Bush brothers setting a new record. To show you how good Kyle Busch's car was, too. So there was an, uh, an auto racing analytics Twitter um, post. Had the final 50 laps gone caution-free, and the finishing order was determined by speed alone. This is approximately where the top 10 would have been, or, or would have finished on the track per fourth quarter median lap. And Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott is a couple hundred feet behind Kyle Busch. Okay. But Kyle Busch, compared to Denny Hamlin in third, He's not even off turn four yet, based on speed alone. For for for, for forget cow. for forget that's how good Kyle Busch's car was. Even Chase Elliott's car, to be honest with you as well, Chase Elliott's car was good, but Kyle Busch's car was better. And I was gonna say, you look at your top ten. Ricky Stenhouse is barely getting into turn three as Kyle Busch is passing the start finish line. They're in, they're all in the middle of turn three and four. Besides Chase Elliott, that, that's all, and that's on speed alone. It's not hey you had hey you had a slip up hey you bumped the wall, based on pure speed. That's that that is how fast Kyle Busch's car was compared to the third place car in Denny Hamlin. Yeah, and the rest of the top ten, like that. And and Chase even talked about it afterwards. Like I don't know why people are critical of him because he's one of the best drivers of all time. And there are a lot of people that said that the, the uh, all the cheers afterwards. I mean, are, are we seeing the are we seeing the support for Kyle Busch continue to grow because he's been down and out for a little while and well, it's nice to see him come back. So so let's dissect this a little bit though. You look at last year, and you look at the eight car. The eight car is all of a sudden having a little bit of success. You have Tyler Reddick driving that car, actually getting some wins. But there's something about Tyler Reddick where he's he's still the new kid in the series. He's not quite figured it out yet, but he's starting to. He is that new – and you know me. Had some bad luck last year along I, with it. I, I was preaching. I was on that Tyler Reddick bandwagon from, from the beginning of the season. Tyler Reddick's doing huge things. Can't finish races, though. That Just was it. couldn't. Well, and, and I feel, I feel, and especially being able to watch that Austin Dillon documentary, which never, ever should have happened. <laughs> the, the team chemistry just wasn't there. The chemistry within RCR wasn't there because that RCR is one of those groups that's been in the sport a long time. This goes back to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. You know, you, you don't mess with Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, you know, there's a reason he was nicknamed the Intimidator, and you needed a the talent bad guy. The talent was there, the the cars were there, the performance was there, the crew was there. Yeah. You know what? How many other teams had a fuel man that was able to sell T-shirts and and things <laughs> in Chocolate Myers? I mean, they they just had it humming. Yeah. When Dale Earnhardt was alive and and racing. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of kind of fell off for a little while. Dale left DEI, and then at that point, DEI really crumbled. Right. But then you look at it and started started to gain something last year. But it just it wasn't yeah. – it, it's like having a sandcastle but not having quite enough water in the sand to hold your sandcastle together. You're going to have a mound of sand. There's something there, but it's not being held together. It's not gelling. So this year, Kyle Busch enters the picture. 
Austin Dillon calls you, him up or whatever. That, I mean, you that's... look, you look, you hear all that. You didn't realize there was that much of a relationship between Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you have two teammates who are friends outside of the series, who are getting along, mm-hmm. who are making, who are making two teams gel and making this organization, this legendary organization, work. And even Austin's been running all right. Yeah. So he's even benefited from it. So you got two teams that are getting information, that are sharing information, and bringing some good cars to the track, and and some talented drivers, whether you like them or not. Kyle Busch is a talented driver. I don't know. I think whether you like him or not, there's a reason Austin Dillon is behind the wheel more so than just his grandfather owns the team. Yeah, that was a big part of the conversation in the last couple of years. Up until, I think, even last year, I think he really, I mean, he made the playoffs. So, he, he, I mean, he did do that. He was about the only car that finished at the, the 400 in August. He was consistently <laughs> roping top tens, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the growth and continued progress there. So for some reason, I, the way that the, the old teams that have always been around, like Chip Ganassi, that's another one. But, of course, he folded and sold. Yeah. Not that I don't think Childress he folded. Would've... He didn't well, fold. He sold it. He sold. Not not that Childress would do that same thing, but that is the first team that comes to mind when we talk about, I mean, even maybe Roush Fenway used to be really good. I mean, when we were, we're talking Carl Edwards, 99, Greg Biffle, 16, Matt Mark Kenseth, Martin. Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin. I mean, that was a good race team. Yeah. Always were winning races. Now, and I think that last year was a really bad year. Brad comes in. Cars were not good. Chris Buescher was the exception. Sure. He actually was running pretty well. Brad could not finish inside the top 20 to save well, his I, life. I hate to sound so sports cliche, but you really got to believe that they are going through the rebuild. And you hear it yeah. from the inside, too. You walk into that shop, yeah. and it doesn't even look the same. Well, and, but even right, right down to new paint on the walls. Brad was running good over this weekend. And this is something, that, and we'll have to see if it keeps consistent, but... If he and Chris Bush are getting consistent top 15s, getting into the top 10, I mean, they jumped the position they were in last year from a the standpoint of development and research and all that. Trackhouse, of course, took that huge leap, and they're still right there. Yep. Because of because Suarez was good yet, Which yet I again. Think, I think Rush that Chastain put a lot good. of doubts about last season to bed this weekend as well at Auto Club. Yeah. There were a lot of people that were thinking, okay, it was a it was a fluke season a one for and done. track house. Uh no, let's go ahead and look at uh, track house this year. Uh um, oh my gosh. <laughs> well that and uh You just you couldn't beat Ross Chastain then No. Even like Suarez was Last year was running really well. Just couldn't quite get that win. Points, Twenty points for Ross Chastain just on stage points alone. Yeah, the first time that he swept the stage. Yeah, and was running. I mean, until he got past, he had a car that was going to win the race. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at that speed chart, Chastain was like fifth or sixth on there. Well, he yeah. he didn't have the speed, but he had the clean air. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very important to have that clean air. Um, this week we're going to Vegas. Thank goodness we have another intermediate track. Hopefully, this one will be just as good. I, I think this race will be good. Um, it always tends to be. I think Vegas is always one of those that maybe doesn't necessarily have the closest finish, but it's got some action going on and some really good pure racing, minus the cautions. Vegas is always fun to watch. Vegas is always fun to play. Penske Cars does uh, do a very good job there. Yeah, they do. Which is why I think uh, you'll see that in our fantasy lineups. Jeremy won. Well, okay. Jeremy was right there. You and I tied for first place. 
At 191. <laughs> Jeremy had 190. Yeah, I thought we had 192. Jeremy had 190. Okay, that might be Either it. way, it was, it was a one-point difference between the top three. And you're still in second place in the standings through two races. Jeremy is still first. I am third, and Bowtie is well behind. Uh, and he actually started on time this year, too, and he's already well behind. <laughs> so last year he was behind like three races. Um, who do you have for your lineup this, this week? <sighs> Much as it kills me, he does so well at this track. He's off to a great start already. Got to have Joey Logano in there. Well, why does it kill you? Because I don't like Joey Logano. I don't like him in my life. I don't, I don't like having to pull for a driver I don't like. I'm with you because not many people do like Joey Logano. But he does so well, especially at Vegas. Yeah, you, ha you have to take him. Yes. Yeah, I have to have him in the lineup. Have you, have you used him yet? Uh, yeah, I used him last okay. weekend. I used him as well. So, Who else? Kyle Busch will get his first run. Hometown track. All right. Coming off the That's win. Right. Again, you tends to kind of <laughs> normally do kind of okay at Vegas. You going to take Noah Gregson too because he's from Vegas? Uh, no, not so much. Who else? Throwing Chastain in there. You know Chastain, and I know I know it's kind of tainted because of the two stage wins. He's averaging 46 points a race this year. And I have no uses on Chastain so far this year. I told you last week. I told you last week. When Chastain gets hot, he's going to be hot, and I'm going to start running with Chastain. This week is the week I start running with Chastain. I told you that I would not finish the year off with him, and I don't know. I'm not going to say this, but I'm, I'm going to wait as long as I can to, to play him. Are you? I'm going to wait as long as I can. See this, so I'm. I may pull the Drew Nixon here on this one and wait till qualifying. Um, I right now have Christopher Christopher Bell in my lineup. Okay. I may. He's had a tough start. He's had a tough start, but he's he's the quiet guy that nobody really talks about in the back more often than not. I mean, him and I mean even Truex, I guess, in a way, or Ryan Blaney too. Right. Christopher Bell doesn't get talked about very much. No. Who's your fifth guy? Elliot. Garage? Uh, right now I have Larson, but again, he's he's subject to change. <laughs> Hopefully he goes ten laps without having an issue like he did last week. No, I don't oh. we didn't we didn't talk about that. Real okay, real quick. I think this has happened with Kyle Larson though, more than once. Like this is not the first time where he's run maybe not this quick, but he's gone twenty five laps. Hey guys, I've got a problem. Uh, yeah, I, I you remember last season? Yeah, that happened multiple times last year, and, and I don't know why it's just him, but this is why, and I talked to you about this yesterday a little bit, I, I think they need to have practice. And, 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 100%. And, I mean, F1 has so many practices. They have three practices, it, it, and it's the cars are already even enough. You have to make sure, I think, especially if you're they're your star drivers, you have to make sure that the teams aren't just banking on what they did in the shop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they repaired that entire electrical system, and he was out running. They they took everything apart. They went back in the garage. They of course he was down like sixteen laps. He didn't go down another lap again. Actually, do you think he just gives up too easy? I think he does too. I think he does a little bit, and that's where Cliff Daniels really wakes him up. I, if, if any, I don't know if anybody else could do as good of a job as Cliff Daniels does with Kyle Larson, in terms of just motivation and hey man, straighten out, G get your head out of your butt. We're, We're gonna, gonna be cry, fine, baby. We're going to be all Drive right. Drive the car. Collect your check. Well, no, even last year he was like, I suck. I'm terrible. You remember when he, still, yeah, he was yeah, doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, I was going to say, you look at this weekend. feeling sorry for yourself. I was, you look at this weekend, and they didn't have any practice. They didn't have qualifying. They didn't have any of that. So. 
It's weird though that they're the only team that has had that issue though. It's, it's very it's I very mean, strange, but you also got to think, you know, you have if Kyle Larson who's out in the first 25 laps, you know, had they had a practice session, maybe they would have been able to to shake some of that stuff out and get in all likelihood, and, yeah. And he would have been a contender and I wonder if they'd have figured that out even in qualifying. I don't know. I mean, it's electrical. I don't eh, maybe, possibly. But you got to figure there's some sort of a tune-up that that goes on in the garage. So there's got to be something there too. So they didn't notice I don't know. I I just think that practice is good. Practice M- make, is very good. Make sure that when you have your when this race starts, those cars are as tuned up as they possibly can be to the best of the ability so you get the best racing possible. Yeah. Not well. We got to figure it out and then throw a competition caution to give our to give the teams a little chance to work on their cars. I I hate, I hate competition. competition. I hate competition cautions. Right there with you. They're stupid. That's why we have the end of stage one. There's your competition. God. Well, and it's, and it's give the guys time to work on the cars and fix problems. Give them the practice sessions. Let them start the race. If there's actually a caution on lap twenty, it's fine. But let them run. Let them race. Yeah. That that's the that's the thing with the um the stages as well. We don't need the stage breaks. Like we don't need it. Right. NASCAR was in its heyday, if you will, without stages. Mm-hmm. Sure it adds a wrinkle in and it makes better racing, but you don't need a caution. You know, you try to modernize it, but you I fix- still love I love the incentive. Oh yeah, the incentive's run, great run right for the, the incentive. Yeah, you're for the you're, points. You're keep leading, going. You're leading on lap whatever it is. Give the give your top ten drivers the bonus points, but keep them rolling. They they also need to bring back if you lead a lap you get five points. Yeah, something. And yeah, I know Travis Pastrana led a lap in the five hundred. Give him ten points. Ten points. If you're not a full time driver, you get ten. Sure. You're 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 in, you're in a in, in the big one in, in the race. <laughs> okay, so my lineup. <laughs> I'm similar to you for the for for a few of them. I got Joey Logano, Kyle Busch for the first time I'm using this year. I'm doing the opposite of you. I'm taking Daniel Suarez instead of Chastain. That's a good choice. I'm going Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., and Kyle Larson's in my garage. I haven't used Kyle Larson yet, um, but as a I, I'm very he's either on or he's off, way off, and that's I'm we'll have to see if he's on. Hopefully, none of these guys get in accidents. Along with Kyle Larson, if Kyle Larson is involved, but I think Blaney and and Joey, I think you got to pick the Penske guys. Plus, I haven't used Blaney yet, so I figure, well, why not now? Um, he's been running pretty well. I mean, he, heck, he finished in the top ten with a destroyed car in the Daytona 500. Yeah, he did. I don't know how he kept going, but he did. Um, Truex, there's always a little bit of me that goes back to like 2017 when he was winning every single intermediate, like every every single mile and a half race. Martin Truex Jr. was either winning or he was in the top five. Yep. And I, there's always a, well, we're going to Vegas, what well, we're going to Atlanta, what well, we're going to Charlotte, what well, we're going to Auto Club, what well, we're going to uh, Chicago, and I'm taking Martin Truex Jr. I'm doing it here. Uh, matchups are, I think they're pretty good this this week. Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. See, I got both of them in my lineup, but I'm go- I'm riding, I'm riding the wave with Kyle Busch. I'm going Penske, even though I don't like Joey. Chase Elliott and Martin Truex Jr. Everything you said about Truex, everything you said about Truex, even though, like I said, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't committed to having Elliott in my lineup. 
So that may be a change that I make. But I, I am going with Truex in the, the matchup. As am I. Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin. Again, you can't go against Blaney. He's just too good. He gets the stage points. Yep. Kyle Larson and Rosh Chastain. I've got Kyle Larson only because he's in my lineup. Larson, I feel like that might be a bad choice. When, when Chastain gets hot, he gets hot. Well, see, that that's the thing, too, about these matchups is that and you like, know what's Kyle really Larson, good when things get hot? Some ice cold watermelon. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite fruit too. It's, I, look, if I was on a, <laughs> all right, we're, we're side tracking. I, I had to, I had to make it cheesy. So we're side talking briefly. If there, if you're on a deserted island and you get one food for the rest of your life, I'm eating watermelon, and you get all the nutrients you need from it. Like, like you're good. You you have one food to eat. I'm having watermelon. You enjoy your watermelon over over ice cream, over popcorn, over steak, over uh, whatever chips. Watermelon. You're crazy. Hey, you know what? You've seen some of the stuff I cook. Okay, yeah, but you That'd can't be... cook. No, there's no cooking. You're on a deserted island. You have nothing. You cannot cook. You have one food. It would be like prepared, but if you have one food, hey, yeah. if you say... were, <laughs> <laughs> right. you're on a deserted island, but you can't cook. Have you never seen? Have you never seen the Tom Hanks movie? Do you not connect with Wilson? <laughs> He had fire. <laughs> All right. He has created fire. <laughs> there are so many things I can cook once I create fire. Oh, my God. And it's not going right. to be watermelon. <laughs> no, you're not going to cook watermelon. No. <laughs> pineapple is really good. Pineapples, when, when you... um. I'm going... I'm definitely going pineapple over watermelon, but I'm not taking pineapple either. Okay. <laughs> who do you, you think is going to win on Sunday? Chastain. I'm going all in on Chastain, baby. Ryan Blaney. Finally gets his first win since 2021. Yeah, thank God. Outside the All-Star race. We, we don't, don't we count don't. that. Do you count it this year because it's at North, it's at North, North Wilkesboro? It doesn't count no. as a No, I know. I know. I know. No. I know. It's the All-Star race. I, I cannot freaking wait till that, too, by the way. It's going to be. I hope the racing's good. It's a short track. That makes me nervous. They should bring back the Gen 6 card just for the sake of or the whatever the previous NASCAR Gen NASCAR needs to do something with the All-Star race, kind of like Major League Baseball. If you win the All-Star race, you get one of your wins for the playoffs. You get an auto pass to the... Round of 12? Round of 12. Forget the million dollars. We can give them a million, too. That'd be nice, but... Money means nothing to us fans. Well, I, I know that. <clears throat> yeah, great. My driver won a million bucks. I'm still sitting here in my double wide, driving my broke down pick em up truck. Going to my mobile home. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's double wide. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gas is too freaking expensive. The million dollars. I bike to not work. relatable to the average NASCAR fan. I had to bike to work the other day. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get a parking pass, so I I decided to walk to the track. <laughs> Eight miles. But I made it. Came out of the track, your bike was gone. Speaking of which too, we have five flags racing, uh not this weekend, but next weekend. We'll yes, talk we, do. We, we might talk a little bit more about that next week. Okay. That Ryan, is the eleventh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Stars National Series. Yep. And we'll be there. 
cross our fingers. We'll be allowed to go, or I'll be allowed to go. You'll be out there. I'll be out there for a little bit. You won't be able to go to the race, though, which sucks. I know. But come on, say hi to Big Moose. If I'm allowed to, I will be out there. It's a Saturday. You'll be out there. Please. I just have to... I'll have to dress like a normal person. <laughs> That's going to do it for the podcast. We're not going to dive plus in. one. There, there, there we go. There we go. I'll be your special guest. <laughs> That's going to do it for the podcast. Enjoy the race at, at Vegas. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully there's no rain. Cross our fingers. We've been, for Cup Series racing, we've been okay. Two for two. If we can get to five for five, that might be a record for the last, like, I don't know how long it's been. For there not to be, and forget even a, a delay of any kind for rain. If we are able to go at the schedule time, that would be a miracle for the first five races. When do you foresee the first problem being? Well, let's take a look at the schedule. Um, Phoenix, no. Atlanta? Maybe. Not in the spring. Not in the spring. The first rain problem is going to be Martinsville, April 16th. That was a snow problem last year. <laughs> there was a snow delay yeah. in the race last year. Maybe Richmond? They do. This is the thing, though. Both those are short tracks. They have that short track uh, tire package now, correct? Yeah. I think Talladega could also be a very big problem, just in terms of a delay. There's no lights on there, for God's sake. Put the race at noon Central Time, NASCAR, not 2.30 or whatever the heck you want to make it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It can be at noon. That's that's after the time change, though. Yeah, but still, it, it's still. It, it's, and it's, it's in the it's, spring. The spring race never gets delayed. Still. The spring race is always gorgeous. You know what? You're saying that now, and the spring race is always gorgeous. It's going to rain in Atlanta now. It's going to be Bristol. For the dirt race? Yeah. They're going to have chunks that are coming up again. Yeah, and I hope the drivers say we're never doing this again because that race has really turned into a... It was a cool idea. On Easter night. Cool idea. Do it once and realize that it's not good enough and we'll move. We'll, we'll uh, put North Wilkesboro there April 9th next year. We'll catch oh. you next week for the podcast. Uh, next week we'll be talking about Phoenix. Maybe a little bit of a... The Cha new short track rules package a incorporated as well. A championship preview, possibly. We'll talk about that next week. 500 miles next week. <laughs> you don't look so thrilled. Well, that's another thing. Th th this race went by pretty quickly. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, except for there was the one caution with all the, 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 the big one or whatever that took a little bit. But right. it, for the most part, it was, it was pretty quick. Vegas, that's going to be a quick one too, 400 miles. Yep. That race starts, okay. Approximately 2.45. Bet you that race is done by 5.45. Three hours or less. That thing's going to be done. I can see that. Thank goodness we don't have uh, 500 miles at Vegas. It's just too long. Yeah. It's cool that it's long, but at the same time, make it the 600 and that's it. That'll do it for the podcast. We'll catch you next week for more Side Draft Podcast.